Hi, everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same. Todd. Yes, sir. What are we talking about today? <laughs> today, we're actually going to extend a previous conversation we had on another podcast about assertiveness. Um, in that podcast, we kind of focused on assertive communication, if you remember. Um, but we we alluded to um, assertiveness as kind of a, a, a way of living your life as well and, and or a way of behaving in, in, in other contexts outside of just communication. Um, and so you and I have kind of talked about maybe doing a series of podcasts, maybe the next three that we do about assertiveness and how to live assertively. Um, and so, um, that's what we'll be talking about, I think today and for the next couple podcasts, our first series, our very first series together. What do you think? (laughs) Adorable. (laughs) I'm so happy. We got a lot of good feedback on that assertiveness episode. So we did, we thought we would, uh, do a little more. Yeah, and, and, and a few listeners even requested um, more about that, to go more in depth into that topic, and so we're happy to, and um, so that's what we'll be discussing today. Let's do it. So, if you're going to live assertively, it would seem like you would have some kind of guiding principles about what to be assertive around, right? Yes. I would agree. And that in order to, to live assertively or behave assertively, you need to uh, have some kind of direction about what to be assertive about. Mm-hmm. So how do you start identifying what's important enough to you to be assertive about? So in therapy, uh, that's what we call values. And of course, everybody knows what values means, but it's such a big word that people use it very broadly. Like, So for instance, a, yeah. a lot of people have specifically kind of moral or spiritual or religious connotations with values, which mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. fine. Um, in the context of therapy or psychology, we usually talk about it to mean um, just as a therapist, what is the person sitting across from me? What's really important to them? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What's really important to you in your life? Um, so beliefs or ideals that you feel are important are values. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay. Or it could be things like like standards, you know, like I, I'm, I'm the kind of person who tells the truth. So I, sure. I really want to um, align my behavior with that. So, so you could say that honesty then is a value of yours. Yeah. Okay. Totally. I, I like that idea. And I think, I think, you know, you and I can get into semantical discussions a lot, but it might be good just for the series if we really kind of have a shared definition of values. And I, and I agree with your definition so far. I think that's right on. Um, I would clarify that values aren't, they're not obtainable kind of endpoints, right? Mm-hmm. So you could say, you know, well, I have a goal of, of saving $100,000 and that's an endpoint because you can achieve that. Right. You'll actually be done. Mm-hmm. But you might look at that and say, well, what's really inside that is I have a value of being frugal mm. or of saving okay. or being responsible with my finances. So the first one's maybe a goal. Yeah, yeah, um, it's an endpoint, and so I, right. I want to make sure that our uh, listeners <laughs> who heard that um, also recognize that 
we don't want to mistake goals for values. Right. That that values are much more kind of guiding principles rather than uh, finite obtainable endpoints. Mm-hmm. Okay. I would agree. It's a good, good clarification. So once we know what, because no, so now we, we kind of know what a value is, how do you find out what your values are? Or do you think people kind of inherently know that already? I think a lot of us sort of, if you're just to ask someone like, yeah, do you basically know what you want? People say, yeah, sure. I know what I want. Right. So you um, think people by and large feel like they know. I think they feel like that. Okay. But I think most of us are not actually as clear as we think we are ah. about what's really important to us. Okay. Um, so yeah, I think it's, it's actually a pretty, I don't know about you, but it takes up a big part of my work as a therapist and psychologist is actually about helping people, you know, people come in and they say they, they want to live more assertively in some way. So maybe that means, you know, um, they want to be able to communicate more clearly and honestly and directly with mm-hmm. their spouse. Mm-hmm. Right. This is something we talked about in the last one. Yeah. Sort of communication, but it's, um, it's hard to, it's hard to be assertive in your communication if you're not sure what you want to say exactly. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, or you, you could want to be, um, what would another good example of assertiveness be in someone's life? Like, let's say you, you want to be healthy, right? It's, or you want to, you want to work out regularly. Mm-hmm. Well, why? Like, what's so great about working out? And I think the, the clearer and more specific your answer to that question of why, like, why is it really important and meaningful and valuable for me to work out? That's that it's going to help you to be more assertive in engaging in those behaviors and meeting your goals in that area. Okay. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if, if I think working out is important because physical health will, um, will ensure that I live a more, um, comfortable life. Sure. That could be part of it. And there's, I don't think there's an answer to why is physical health important to you. It's, mm-hmm it's kind of a mashup of lots of things like, yeah, it leads to comfort. I feel better. It allows me to do more things that I enjoy. It's, you know, I live longer. Mm-hmm. I look better. I, you know, there could be all sorts of things The the important part is that we individually are clear on why, what our criteria are for that. You don't have to justify why it's important, just that you know that it's important to you. Yeah. Or that you have to, you do have to justify it, but to yourself. Right. It doesn't have to be, doesn't have to be somebody else doesn't have to agree right right so so you started off with something really important which is that you feel like clients will come to you and say i want to live more assertively so that i can communicate better with my spouse i think that's remarkable i I kind of my clients are usually coming in saying i don't know why my husband and i can't communicate let's say but they're not they're they're unaware that maybe they have a value around assertiveness or or the harmony that they require in a relationship maybe as a value. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so do you feel like a lot of your clients kind of come in knowing the value and then, no, I think they come in saying like, we're not, we're fighting all the time. Yeah. So yeah. It, it grows into, I want to communicate better, which grows into a bigger thing of, I want to be more assertive in my relationship. And th- but that's, that's important too, because I think one way you can identify value sometimes, and we'll get into a couple ways, but a lot of times I think when you when when clients show up in our office, it's more out of I'm I'm feeling pain in this context mm-hmm. and I don't know what to do to make it better. 
Um, and oftentimes a, a great way to find values is in your pain mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. Like frustrations or pain yeah. points or stuck yeah. points. Yeah. You know, I, my spouse and I are fighting a lot and that's, that's very distressing to me. And it's probably because you have a value around healthy relationships or mm-hmm. whatever it is, but helping clients kind of discover what those values are, um, is really an important part. And, and I agree with you. I, d- I don't think a lot of people kind of explicitly know or are really familiar with on a, and I kind of explicit level what their values are. Yeah. I think we, I think most of us have pretty rough outlines mm-hmm. for or what guesses, I mean, yeah. who, who's not going to say that they, it's important to them to be honest or sure, to be healthy sure. or like, of course those are, but what does that really look like for you in your life at this stage of your life? Um, or, yeah. Yeah. What are all the really kind of, detailed specifics of that. And mm-hmm. I, I think the more you can clarify that for yourself and fill out that picture for why that's valuable to you, the easier it's going to be to act assertively and move toward that value. Mm-hmm. So if you have a really clear, specific, nuanced picture of why being healthy is important to you, frankly, it's going to make it easier to get up in the morning and go to the gym. Mm-hmm. Then if you just have this general idea of like, oh, I should be healthy, but I'm really comfy right here in bed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and knowing explicitly that physical health is a value, and I'm sure we'll get into this as we talk about living assertively, it, it kind of helps illustrate or um, illuminate behaviors that would be um, congruent with those values. Mm. Like, Give me an example of that. Um, well, when you're laying in bed and it's nice and comfortable and you think, and the alarm goes off for the gym, you kind of say, oh, I'm kind of, I need to go to the gym. I want to go to the gym and I'm really tired. Mm-hmm. What's the value at play here? And you'll say, hmm, physical health. Well, how am, is, is me lying here in bed congruent with my value mm-hmm. of physical health? No, I should probably get up and go to bed. So then that value becomes kind of a um, a way to make a choice or a, or a, um, a, an ideal that you can pursue in that moment to mm-hmm. clarify your decision, I guess. Yeah. But we'll get into that. So, yeah. So hopefully we've sort of made the case for why, um, if in any of your area of your life, if you're having trouble being assertive or you're having trouble basically doing what you want to do, whether it's getting out of bed or, um, you know, speaking clearly and honestly with your spouse or whatever it is, mm-hmm. The, the key idea is that being really clear on why that's important, hyper clear, more clear than you think you need to be, to is yourself. actually going to be really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, so hopefully that we've kind of made at least the initial case for that. But I think it's really um, the next layer is, well, how do, you, how do you do that exactly? How do you clarify your values? How do you really explicitly mm-hmm. define and, and identify what those values are? Yeah. Yeah. Good question. <laughs> Um, there's, there's hundreds of, of, um, activities just kind of online. If you look up, like, uh, if you Google values, um, identification, let's say, or identifying values, you'll get a lot of suggestions. Um, I think we've both come with one or two examples of of things that we do with clients a lot to help illustrate that. But there, there are lots of ways, Mm -hmm. methods to do that. But, um, one of the things I do a lot is uh it's kind of morbid but i i have my clients i have my clients imagine their funeral Mm -hmm. and um as people get up and speak about them 
what kinds of things would you want your those speakers to say at your funeral? What kind of ideals or what kind of descriptions would you want read about you at your funeral? Yeah. Um, and so I, I kind of uh, jotted down some quick notes as an example, kind of maybe that I would want mm-hmm. there. And so um, I mentioned I would want someone to talk about um, what a, uh, that I was a good father to mm-hmm. my kids, um, that I was dedicated to, to learning, um, and that I was always kind of open to trying new things. Um, I made people's lives better or had a positive impact on other people. Um, adventurous, quick to laugh and smile, uh, honest and genuine in his interactions with others. And so what I tried to do is just kind of imagine if someone was speaking at my funeral, what would I want to hear being read about me? Yeah. Right. And, and, and we don't need an in-depth kind of <laughs> look at that, but kind of generally what would you want other people to have um, experienced while they were around mm-hmm. you? And then what would you want to hear at that point? Hmm. And so that's a way to maybe um, get a better handle on what are some of those big categories of things that are important in your life. Yeah. Yeah. And there's lots of ways to do this. This is one exercise sometimes we mm-hmm. do. Um, and so from that kind of narrative, um, my values of, uh, being a parent or, or family would be a value, um, learning or education, um, trying new things, being kind to people, um, kind of a positive social impact, uh, humor, um, and being honest and genuine, mm-hmm. I guess, are, are a couple of the themes I picked up from yeah. that kind of narrative. So let's actually, that's, that's interesting because I think it dovetails nicely with my next one, which is okay. I was thinking about, okay, let's say you, you've identified some general categories of things that are of value to you, like um, take uh, parenthood, right? We're both dads. That's a, in general, that, I think that's an important value to both of us. But how would we how do we clarify that um, and make that even more kind of flesh that out, elaborate on it, make it more sure. specific? Mm-hmm. What well, what's so it sounds dumb to say, but what's so valuable about being being a good dad? Why is that so important to you? Um, so I often will start with my clients and just say, well, why is being a good parent important to you? Just mm-hmm. start with some reasons. Um, I want my children to know they're loved. Hmm. I want what, them to have good what, opportunities. Sorry. Why do you want your children to know that they'll be loved? Um, because I think that will allow them to feel safe enough in the world and, mm-hmm. and that they have someone there for them and um, who will support them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Why, why do you think it's important for them to feel safe in the world? What will that lead to? That will allow them to become better people, hmm. give them a, um, a sturdy foundation to, to kind of build their lives on. What's something you imagine your daughter's doing that fits with the idea of them becoming good people. That they'll be compassionate towards others, responsible, mm-hmm. hardworking, ethical mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when you think of them being hardworking, like what, what, what might you imagine them doing that exemplifies that? Um, that they're, that they go throughout life purposefully and that they put effort into their, um, activities and and uh, learn how to reap the benefits of of diligent work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, like in what in what sorts of activities? Uh, w- whether it's athletics or physical health or their jobs, mm-hmm. careers, whatever that is, that they know how to put in effort 
mm-hmm. to get something out. If you had to, off the top of your head, if you had to imagine one of your daughters as a professional in a career doing something, just pick something out, something that... A career? Yeah. Veterinarian. Veterinarian. Okay. So you're imagining your daughter as a veterinarian being, let's say, what does it look like your daughter's a veterinarian being really compassionate, say? Uh, I'm really caring about her patients. Mm-hmm. Um, their owners. Yep. Um, she's willing to work a full work day <laughs> and people aren't frustrated because <laughs> she comes in for an hour today and takes <laughs> off. Right. She's able to keep her business open. She's able to okay. be successful, successful there, have a comfortable lifestyle. Yep. All of those things because she's willing to work. Right. Right. Yeah. So in some ways these questions are kind of annoying. It's just why, 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 why? Mm-hmm. But what it does is it, it helps it helps you to kind of paint the picture to really fill out in what, what probably will be somewhat kind of emotionally and even morally like evocative terms. Like sure. you're imagining your daughter like working as a vet, really helping people, being really compassionate. Right. That I think is going to be really good fuel and motivation when you are, when you're, you're in a fight with your daughter and you're really frustrated and you yourself are trying to be compassionate. Mm-hmm. And you, if you have that really fleshed out idea of what it means to be a, a good parent and why you want to be a good parent, like why that's so important to you, mm-hmm. I think that's going to, that's going to give us a little bit more motivation to do what we, to be assertive, to do what we value, what we think is really important to us. Yeah. The other things that, uh, the other thing that might do for me is that it might clarify kind of subtopics under that value mm-hmm. where it's like, I, you could say, I want to be a good parent and mm-hmm. that's great. Being a great, right. a good parent is good, but it also illustrates the ways in which you might be a good parent, right? To really focus on teaching them how to work hard and how to be compassionate and how to be honest and and so it not only gives you that broader value, oh, but yeah. ways in which you can, you'll feel um, successful at being a good mm. parent, right? Instead of this kind of vague, yeah, I want to be, be a, good a good parent, parent. it's more, I want to be a good parent. And, and by doing these things, that will, insh- that will help me feel like I'm being a good parent. So by you imagining the specifics of one of your daughters literally working as a veterinarian, mm-hmm. that might kind of jolt into you, remind you to think like, oh yeah, like we... I should do something with my daughters that among other things will help kind of instill or teach this, this idea of uh, hard work or compassion or whatever it would be. And that, that could be the thing that gets you to literally change your behavior, like do something differently that you, you've always kind of like, yeah, I should, yeah, I should probably do something, but you haven't really moved towards it because it's not clear. It's not super clear. Right. And, And it just gives you a more focused way of being, in line with that value, I think mm-hmm. to say, you know, as a good parent, you should teach your kids or I think you should teach your kids compassion. Right. Um, and, and to say, oh, okay, well, how will I do that? Well, you know, on Thanksgiving we'll volunteer and we'll do this and we'll, you know, look out for other people that are maybe less fortunate or whatever that is. But it gives you some kind of specific guidelines about how you might do, um, or, or behave in a way that's in, that's congruent with that value. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's that's important because it 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 shows that um, I, you know I think most of us probably all of us we basically want to do the right thing. We have these kind of vague ideas for what what we want out of our lives, and it will, it gets frustrating when we can't do it. We want to work out more. We want to be a better parent. We want to you know this that and the other. And I think what this exercise can do is it, it can show that 
you know, if you're not reaching those goals and living up to those values, it's not necessarily because of any deficiency in you. It may be that you just, you just haven't filled out the details. Well, I think that's a lot of um, what we see in, in therapy is that a lot of people are really unhappy in their lives and they're not sure why exactly mm-hmm. sometimes. They know there's conflict in certain areas. They know, they know there's pain in certain areas, but they're not, they haven't objectively explicitly kind of really kind of defined what these values are in order to give them some kind of pathway into a, a better life or a more meaningful life. And so mm-hmm. um, a lot of our work seems like we're identifying what those values are and then clarifying what they are. And that helps illuminate the pathway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's that idea of uh, like, <laughs> it's, it's not that you need more muscles to walk down the pathway. You just, it's dark outside and you need like lights to see where it's going. If yeah. you're going to stay on the path, you're just not really clear on where the edges of the path are right. or where you're really going. Which makes sometimes. it easy to fall <laughs> off the path yeah. routinely. I mean, we all graduate from, well, not all of us, but we, we all, you know, end up in a career or a job. Um, because that's what you do. There's a lot of things we just kind of do. You go mm-hmm. through school or whatever, you graduate, you get a job, you work hard, you know, you, whatever. But there's a malaise that sets in if you're not really, I think, attuned to what it is life's about for you. Mm-hmm. And you're doing all the right things. Those are air quotes yeah. around things. Um, you're doing all the right things, but it's just not resonating for people a lot of the time. And and there's a there's confusion about that. Or there's conflict in certain areas of their life and they're not sure why. You yeah. know, why am I not feeling good about who I am or or what this situation is? And so I think we get a lot of people reporting to therapy kind of in that um state because basically they're they're sort of unthinkingly inheriting values that don't necessarily congrue with what's actually valuable to them and that conflict is leading to this sense of dis-ease or malaise or anxiety or whatever you want to call it and so what we're suggesting is maybe take a look at for you does this really line up with what you want and the only way you can do that is if you clarify for yourself what's really important to you what's meaningful and what's important and, and what's yeah what kind of what are the the principles that really kind of affirm meaning to you and, mm-hmm. and kind of ring that tuning fork in your heart what is it that that really kind of resonates for you as, as a direction to live your life yeah yeah and i think importantly this doesn't mean you have to reinvent the wheel. I mean, I think it's largely a good thing actually that we can kind of inherit values from our parents, from our culture, from society, whatever. Like mm-hmm, we, we figured mm-hmm. out some good stuff over the years. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I think w- what we're both suggesting is that even if you've inherited a value, it's a pretty good idea what, whether you choose to, you can't really choose to keep it or reject it if you don't think through it, if you don't really clarify, like, you know, if, if I grew up going to church every Sunday, um, well, now I'm in college and I'm an adult. Um, no one's, you know, mom and dad aren't forcing me to go to church. I, as a therapist, I can't tell you whether you should go to church or not. But I think it's, it's my job to help my client think through like, okay, this value that I've sort of inherited, does it really line up with what I believe is true and important and meaningful in my life? And, may, and maybe it is. Maybe you think yeah. like, yeah, it is. But I think it's important that you 
figure out for yourself why it's important. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and there, there are all sorts of groupings in our life where there are values or shared values. Family, you mentioned family, religion's right. one. Work, there, there are kind of company values sometimes mm-hmm. and, or, or, or different program values. Um, but it's really important, I think, that you vet those. And they might have been shared at one point, but you want to make sure those are also yours. Um, for example, there are some families that really prize education. Mm-hmm. And some families don't. Uh, there are some families that uh, raise their kids to value um, physical health. And some families don't emphasize that so much. Um, so so context to context, there are different values, and it's important to find what yours really are. Yes. Um, sometimes those are passed down, and they might be yours. But I agree with you. It's important to find out why is that important to me. Right. And then I, I would also add another layer on top of it is, I think we need to do that initially, but <laughs> I think we kind of need to keep doing it yeah. periodically. Yeah. The, I, I talk to my clients sometimes about updating your, like just like your phone kind of updates the apps uh, periodically to make sure that they're you know running smoothly and they have the latest versions and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like I think that's a really good idea. For, you want to check in with your values on a fairly regular basis. Yeah. And kind of just take a look in there, think about it a little bit. Like, is this something that still makes sense to me given my where I am in my life? Yeah, and, yeah. And maybe there are values that are transcendent and never change it, like honesty maybe. Maybe that's just something that's always kind of important. But I still don't think that absolves us from taking a look at it periodically, especially when we get into new phases of life. I, I think that's that's key. I think as your life develops moves on ages your values will will reflect that probably and like you said there might be some that you keep the whole your whole life mm-hmm. um but changing jobs or change you know kids growing up and it changes your roles as, as a parent or um, graduating from a program it, it means i'm gonna have to find another way or or see if this value is still relevant to mm-hmm. me and and there's nothing wrong with that either i think some people struggle with the idea that um, if they if they drop some values, that's a bad thing. And it might be just that the, the, the your life situation dictates that that value is no longer as relevant as it was mm-hmm. before. And so I agree with you. I think this is something you should be keeping an eye on throughout your life and, and regularly kind of look at how am I doing there? It, are these still relevant? Are there more I need to add to the list? Yeah. Or, or if you discover there's an area of your life where you're frustrated or things aren't going well, to really look at like what are the values in here that I might be missing or that I'm not attending to or whatever that is. But it should be a constant review yes. process. Yeah. And I, I, I think just in both in my own life, but then also in my experience as a therapist, helping people make changes in their lives everything gets surprisingly easier once you clarify what's really important to you. Like there are so many things that you can be beating your head against the wall for years, trying every different possible solution and strategy. But it's amazing what just kind of opens up and becomes drastically easier when you take the time to really answer that question of like, why am I doing this? Why is this really important to me? Yeah. Well, Um, and and I recently had a, a situation occur where, um, maybe I hadn't attended to a value or, or hadn't really checked myself on a value and uh, a situation got a little tricky for me 
And it was like, oh, wait a minute. I'm only in this situation because I wasn't attending to that value. Like, I, I need to do a better job of, you know, making sure that I'm reviewing those values and attending to them. So, yeah. What 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 do you do with clients to help clarify values? I do the funeral speech, which some people kind of think mm-hmm. is a little morbid. Well, I do one of the big ones is the what I basically did with you. It's that annoying why, 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 why. Oh, so they're, you the, let them just kind of generate a thing that's important to them and then ask why to illustrate the value? Yeah, it's almost like you, you sort of imagine it like, like an onion. Like you just keep pulling back layers. If you say like, well, you know, I, I want to... I don't know. Working out's important to me. Why do you want to work out? But that's your initial question is what is important to you? Mm -hmm. And then you start drilling down on the whys to help illustrate. Once we do what you suggested, get the, get the basics. What are the big categories? Right. Right. Then to at least take one or two of them and and really kind of drill down and elaborate on those. Is there anything that you do to help get that basic list though? The big basic list? Or is it just kind of a question of what's important to you? You know, I think a a big part of it actually comes from, um, just listening and paying attention. Like when Mm. someone comes in and they start telling you their story or or even when someone, even you could be, have worked with someone for a year or two and they just come in and tell you about their week. If you, if you kind of pay attention to someone's story, you can usually key in on parts of the story that really shook them Mm -hmm. in a positive or negative way. Mm -hmm. And I think as you were sort of suggesting, I think we can learn to do this with ourselves. You, you know, even if it's just like at the end of the day, Mm -hmm. like a lot of people have some sort of a, whether you're kind of meditating or praying or you have some sort of little ritual at the end of the day to check in with how, you know, how did my day go? Even if you can't necessarily, I I think just paying attention to what was really impactful to me, like what kind of got me upset or overjoyed or Mm -hmm. whatever it is, those are really good clues to what your values are. And if you just, I think if we just take a little time and like just write a little bit or just think a little bit about it or um, it's, it's not rocket science. It, no. it really just takes some intentionality. Well, and, and, you know, one, one simple method too, along with, with these is just to think about that. What causes you the most pain in your life? And when do you feel the most fulfilled in your life? Hmm. Those are two questions that I think can really help kind of define values. Your values are going to be close by. Yeah. Yeah. They're going to be, mm-hmm. and, and you might have to do some of the onion, you know, peeling that you mentioned and saying why, but, but, I think people can, if they really think about it, can generate a pretty good list to start from. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it's so vital that you know what these values are because living assertively is going to require you to move in a direction. And and these values can yeah. point out that direction. So right. that's why we're emphasizing, kind of clarifying your, what your personal values are um, because as we begin to talk more and more about assertive living, these are the values that are going to guide that assertive behavior. Right. Right. And just to kind of put a bow on things, so there, we sort of pointed out th- it's almost like three stages when it comes to values. There, you got to identify your values, which mm-hmm. is the big categories, mm-hmm. right? Then it really helps to clarify or elaborate on your values. Why they're important. Flesh them out. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, tell the story. Draw the picture. But then also kind of r- relatively regularly be updating and kind of rechecking in on those values. Right. Um, that's going to be like the really important foundation, as you said, for living more assertively and being able to go after what you really want. Perfect. Hey everyone, Nick and I really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance. And if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. 
And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.